This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, episode number 290, 10 Tips for Treadmill Running. If you're looking for ways to bring more joy into your running and you want to be a physically and mentally stronger runner, you're in the right place. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. We're super excited to be here with you today, as always, because we just love doing this podcast. And today we are talking about 10 tips for treadmill running, because we know that here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's winter. And while we in Florida are very much enjoying this winter weather, a lot of people are finding themselves in extreme cold temperatures and needing to spend more time on the treadmill and then vice versa, right? In the Southern hemisphere, a lot of people are dealing with extreme temperatures of heat in summertime and are also spending some more time on the treadmill than they do normally as well, which would, I would say that's probably more of the category we would fall into, just not in January. Right. Not in January, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, sometimes it's, it's a little too hot for us. So the treadmill is the safer of the options. Sometimes it gets a little cold and you can deal with some cold, but sometimes icy conditions Mm -hmm. is just, it's not productive to go out and run. Be like, oh, I'm going to tough it out and go Mm -hmm. outside and run. If you're just running down icy, slick roads, you're just setting yourself up for injury on that and probably not getting the best benefit out of your run in the first place. Yeah, exactly. So we have gotten a lot of questions about treadmill running lately, both inside of the academy with our our coaching members in our group coaching program, in our one-on-one coaching program, and over on Instagram where people like to send us lots of questions. There's just a lot of questions surrounding how to properly run on the treadmill. What are tips for treadmill running? I'm finding myself needing to run on the treadmill more often. How do I make that work best? Is it okay to do a lot of runs on we the get, treadmill? Is it okay a lot? Yeah. We do that one a lot. Yeah. So today we want to break it down for you guys. We've got 10 tips so that you can make the most of your treadmill running. And before we jump into that, understand that treadmill running is fantastic. Like if you mm. have access to a treadmill, number one, consider yourself blessed and lucky. Oh. Because if you think about where you are in the world, the fact that you're even listening to this podcast right now on some sort of phone or portable device, and if you even have the first world problem of, should I run on a treadmill today? Just take a moment and <laughs> express some gratitude for the life that you live. And like that's one of the things that I I try to always bring into my life is like sometimes we have these problems that we think are such big deals and when we like just take a step back for a second and be like wow thank god I have this issue or thank god I'm asking this question like what is that telling me about the things that I have access to in my life that are causing this quote unquote problem or that are causing me to ask this question. So just a little reminder to, to say thank you for even the opportunity or the option to run on a treadmill. So before we jump in to some of the tips that we have here for you guys, we want to address one of the biggest questions that we get, which is, is it okay to do my training on a treadmill? Yes. <laughs> I mean, the thing is that like, as long as you do this intelligently and you realize that running on a treadmill is not exactly the same as running outside. Yes. Like it's a really wonderful substitute, but it is not exactly the same running on a moving belt underneath your feet as it is running outside. Yeah. But you can get in unbelievable shape on a treadmill versus outside. Mm-hmm. And 
if the big picture of why you run is your overall health, then the answer is, yeah, you can do amazing things on a treadmill. Like you can do things on a treadmill that you can't do outside. There's some benefits to this. If you're like, oh, but I've really, I've got that spring race that I'm aiming for, but it's so cold and it's so icy outside. I need to do a good chunk of it on, on a treadmill. Yes, you can get most to all of your training in mm-hmm. on a treadmill. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it that way, running on a treadmill is definitely better than not running at all. Like I think we can all agree on that. So if you are, if it's too cold, if it's too unsafe, it's too icy out there and the treadmill is really your quote unquote only option, then run on the treadmill. Like if it's one or the other, choose running on the treadmill. If you can choose running on the treadmill versus running outside, again, it kind of goes back to what your goal is. If your goal is just to get in better shape and to get fitter, to get faster, to get stronger, you can get a lot of benefit from running on the treadmill. If your goal is to run a race that occurs outdoors, which most races do, yep, yep. I'm sure there's probably some sort of like crazy race on a treadmill that you can there are, find, there are, right? There are world records of like the marathon yeah. on a treadmill, but <laughs> yeah. it kind of is, can you run the treadmill at 12.0 for a marathon? Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of ties at the Oh, fastest. that's true because yeah. treadmills can only go so fast. Yeah. So most of us are running races outdoors. So if you are planning on racing outdoors, you do need to do some of your training outdoors. I should say you should do some of your training outdoors. It would be very, very helpful for you to experience running outdoors. But even while running outdoors, while training for an outdoor race, you can definitely still incorporate treadmill running into that. There's nothing wrong with treadmill running. It's just like Kevin said, much different than running outside on the ground where you have to propel yourself forward versus just keeping up with a moving belt underneath you. So it's important for your body to make the adaptations of running outside, but that does not mean that you cannot or should not use a treadmill. You can definitely incorporate a treadmill. And in fact, it's good for a lot of people to do this. If you have access and the option to train on a treadmill, it can be more beneficial for people that have issues with knee pain or other types of pain because there is some automatic shock absorption built into treadmills. Mm -hmm. So it can take away some of the impact of running outside on the ground, which can be less forgiving. Depending on what the ground is outside. And depending on the quality of the treadmill as well. Yes, there's a whole lot of variables inside of there. But if you're running outside on a concrete sidewalk, that gets really hard. And some people are like, oh, but I'm always out on on dirt and trails and it's nice and soft. Sure, but when you head out during like super cold winter, the nice foam in your shoe is Mm -hmm. not quite as soft and squishy because it's frozen. And the nice soft dirt is not quite as soft because it's frozen. Mm -hmm. So everything just gets a little bit harder to mm-hmm. run during the winter. I know that I had issues with this in, in college is everything just felt a little bit more jarring during the winter. And mm-hmm. if there's any sort of slipperiness, you're just running with a little bit of like tenseness yep. through your body of like, I want to make sure that I have a good even landing on mm-hmm. this one. So there's no like just getting in the flow of a run yep. is you always, almost always feel like you're just about to trip. So I, yep. that was a personal problem with me coming from California to Northern Indiana to run. Yeah. And the other thing that are another time that treadmill running can be very beneficial is coming back from injury also, because like Kevin said, even if you are running on softer surfaces like trails, there is some uneven surfaces. There are some twists and turns. There's some natural rocks and roots and different things that you might be running over. And so even though the surface itself might be a little softer, there are more 
options for twisting <laughs> and turning and tripping. You're tripping and your body also needing to accommodate for that. So it's it's not just being able to run on a easy flat surface like a treadmill. So there's going to be a lot more stability needed to run on softer, more natural types of surfaces as well. So if you're coming back from, from an injury or if you kind of have like a little ache or pain that's starting to flare up, a treadmill can be a really good thing for you at that point in time because you can still get in the miles, you can still get in some training without your body needing as much of the lateral stability or other strength as you're starting to kind of build that back up. All right. So to recap that is treadmills are awesome. You can do phenomenal training on a treadmill. Mm -hmm. If your race that you're training for is a nice smooth road race, you can probably do almost all of your training on a treadmill and come out with fantastic results. If you're training for a trail race and you do almost all of your training on a treadmill, you're going to want like a two to three week, like dedicated time period before the mm -hmm. race where you're like, all right, I need to get used to running on an actual trail so that you you have that lateral stability and just that like mind body connection of mm -hmm. running on some uneven surfaces yeah and even if you are training for a race on a flat road it's beneficial to run outside as well because then True. you have to learn pacing this is one of the big questions that we also get from people when they come into the academy and they start learning about how to measure effort levels in their training it's like well how does that apply on a treadmill versus outside because outside it automatically feels harder when i put the treadmill I know if I set it at 6.0 or 5.5 or whatever that level is, I, I just go. I know that that's my easy level. I don't have to think about it. I feel good. But outside, knowing how to pace myself and knowing how to main, maintain a consistent pace and what does that actually feel like in my body, there's a lot more there. So if you are training for a race, you do need to also run outside at least part of the time for you to be as well prepared for that race as possible. Excellent. All right, let's jump into it. All right, so tip number one, very, very practical. Make it very, very safe. Okay, so this kind of depends on whether your treadmill is an in-home treadmill or an at-the-gym treadmill. If you're going to, to a gym, the treadmills are set up safe. There's like, you know, federal regulations of how far the, the, the treadmills are spaced out next to each other and the equipment behind it, and there's, they're safe. If the treadmill is in your house, one of the things that people tend to forget is that they want plenty of clearance behind the treadmill. If something happens, if you trip and fall, you do not want the wall directly behind the treadmill. Mm -hmm. You don't want anything, furniture, anything sharp directly behind the treadmill. These all seem super dangerous. So yep. three to four feet of clearance behind a treadmill is the minimum kind of safe environment that you want to work with. The other thing that you want to take care of is making sure that the area around the treadmill is clean and clear, like blankets, animals, kids' toys, all of these things could get pulled underneath a moving belt. They could destroy your treadmill. They can become projectiles flying through the room. No one wants any of that. So just make sure that you have safety covered before you move into, you know, how how fast do I put an incline and what shoes do I wear and things like that. Make sure your treadmill is safe and that you are, are prepared to run on it in the most safe environment. Yep. Number two, stay in control, okay? A lot of people want to 
push the pace on a treadmill because it's like, I wonder how fast <laughs> I could get it to. Like, what number could I get it to? I always, I always love this when I first started it, I mean, running. It can be fun. It can, it can definitely be fun. But make sure that you always feel like you're in control for safety reasons. Like what Kevin just said, you don't want to be going at a pace, a speed that is so fast that you feel out of control. Or if you're on an incline that makes you feel like you don't, like you're, you're going to lose your footing. It's not manageable. You don't want to feel out of control so that you have to grab the handrails. Like in general, you should not be grabbing the handrails while the treadmill is in motion. I think that is probably a warning sign on Mm -hmm. all treadmills. Like don't grab the handrails when the treadmill is in motion, which is one of the things that drives me crazy about the heart rate monitors that are actually on the treadmill because they're people like are trying to grab the heart rate monitors to try to make measure their heart rate while they're running. Not a good idea, guys. Okay. Your like hands are not moving correctly. Not a good idea. Walking. That's a different story. Sure. Like you can be in control because you're working at a slower pace. If you're walking and you can hold on to those handrails, maybe you can get your heart rate measured up during, if you're doing like interval workouts on the treadmill, you can get your heart rate during the breaks when you're walking. Fine. Don't grab the treadmill, the handrails while you're running. Yeah, it's just, it's really awkward form to try and grab the treadmills, to try and grab the handrails, to grab the sides, the front. The the heart rates on the handles in front drive me nuts because yeah. I tend to run close to the screen mm-hmm. and then it senses my shirt touching the handrails and it thinks that I'm grabbing them and it gives me the warning message all over the screen. Warning, do not grab handrails while running. I'm like, yeah. that's my shirt. I swear it's just my shirt. So if, and, and I know this is the case for several, Several people that that we've talked to before, they're like, when I go on a treadmill and I try and do a speed workout, Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel out of control. How do I go fast enough that I'm getting a benefit of the speed workout, but I can still stay in control? This is the benefit of an incline on the treadmill. You can very quickly increase the intensity of your workout just by bringing it up, you know, up to like four, five percent and maintaining the control, the speed at something where you feel totally in control and the intensity rapidly increases because you're going up a hill, but you don't have to crank the speed so fast that you're like, I don't know if I can keep up with the belt. Mm -hmm. And then what if I get shot off the back? And if, if you're not feeling confident in the run in all likelihood, don't mess with the speed very much, just increase the incline and you'll, you'll certainly, you'll feel like you're still in control. Yeah. And that's one of the benefits again of effort level training, learning how to run by effort and not being tied to a specific pace. Because say you have a workout where you're supposed to be maintaining like a level five, level six, level seven, like let's just go with level seven. Sure. Right? So you're supposed to be maintaining a level seven during a certain portion of the workout, which is around your five race effort level. Like Kevin said, if you don't feel like you can safely do that on a treadmill, if you increase the incline a little bit, you can quickly feel like you're running at a level seven. And will that, will you get the same benefits doing it that way as running faster? Cause that's a really big question that everybody gives us. You're going to get very similar benefits. Yep. Okay. Like if you're currently listening, you're like, well, I'm trying to get the difference between a silver and a gold in the Olympics. You might not be getting the exact same benefits <laughs> that you're going for, but for the overwhelming majority of the right. population level seven, whether you're getting there by going faster or by going a 
little bit steeper is a level seven. Mm -hmm. The challenge is a lot of us are more familiar with what that effort feels like to go quicker and not necessarily what that effort feels like when you're going steeper. Mm -hmm. So it's going to take some practice to figure out how steep do I go? Do I go a combination of steep and a little bit faster? Like you're going to have to play with this a little bit, but sure, if, if you can be honest with yourself and say, I've taken this to a level seven, then you're going to get roughly the correct benefits that you're supposed to get out of the training here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number three, should you put your treadmill on an incline? There's a lot of articles out there or blogs or maybe other podcasts that you've listened to. There's this information floating out there that if you run on a treadmill, you need to do all of your running with a 1% incline to accommodate wind resistance. I'm sure everybody, well, maybe not everybody, but you, people have probably heard that before. So what does the research say about this? It says yes and (laughs) no. And sometimes maybe like, (laughs) I consider Always great. I considered not even putting this question in here, but I know so many people. We have to address this. But it has to it be has covered. To be. Right. But the thing is, is that there is quality research on all sides. Yep. Like if you try to dive. Welcome in, to science. And try and dive <laughs> into the, the issue. rabbit hole of Google on this topic, mm-hmm. and you're going to find quality research on both sides. Yep. I've I've got a book on this. You can go back to like Daniel's running formula. He insists that as soon as you start running, that because you're on a treadmill and there's no air resistance against you, that you're going to have to put it at an incline. But then other scientists have come back and said, sure, but if you're on a treadmill and the air is not flowing around you, you literally are living in like a hot, humid cloud around you. Mm -hmm. So that's going to make treadmill running slightly harder. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, but what if you put a fan in front of you? Sure, but if you put a fan in front of you, then isn't that also wind Wind resistance? resistance? So there's there's research that's been around, like one of the big ones that gets cited, it goes back to like 96. They did quality actual research, kind of a small group of people. They only had like eight participants in it, but this is the one that gets cited all the time. Their conclusion was, when running as slow as 6.5 miles per hour that you should put it up to a 1% incline. Other research has followed that, more recent research, that suggests that this quote-unquote rule that people have been going around for a long time that you really only need to put it on the incline when you get up to like 10 miles per hour, which for most of the rest of the world is something like 16 kilometers an hour. That's pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't running that fast right. on a treadmill. Right. And then there's some people that tried to really narrow this down. They said if you're between 8 and 11 miles per hour, that you're up to 1%. And if you're even faster than that, then you need to get even steeper. There's, in order to accommodate wind resistance. In order to accommodate wind resistance. Yeah. They suggest that as long as you're not like, here's the thing of the heat cloud that sort of forms around you. Mm -hmm. If you're in a poorly ventilated garage on your treadmill, I think that issue comes up a lot. Yeah. But if you're at a gym, there's air conditioning. You're not living in a heat cloud. Like Mm -hmm. there's just gradually moving air going around you. So if you're moving fairly quickly, there may be some benefits of putting up to a percent. Yeah. But I always question how much benefit is there? Right. And this is like a lot of what we talk to our academy members about when they ask us about putting their treadmill at 1%. I'm like, it's it's not really necessary because when you think about the benefit that you're mm-hmm. going to gain from that, how much more benefit is that 1% going to give you? Especially when the goal is to complete a half marathon or <laughs> to complete a marathon or to run a little bit of a faster 5K. Like we are not typically 
trying to break Olympic records around here. Sure. Right. Those of you that are listening to this podcast are real life runners. And so you are in this because you would like to get a little bit faster. You'd like to run a little bit longer. Maybe you'd like to run a lot longer. Fine. But how much benefit is that 1% incline really giving you? And this kind of goes back to the bigger picture question of are we focusing on the wrong things, right? Are we focusing on worrying about this 1% incline on the treadmill when you really should, instead of researching whether or not you should have your treadmill at 1%, get in another round of strength training, (laughs) right? Like, are you using your time and your anxiety effectively here, right? Like, this is probably not something that most of us need to be worried about. And how much of a performance improvement is that 1% going to give you? Yes. The, the 45 minutes. Like, let's just be real about it, right? You should put your treadmill at zero right. or 1%. This is do more strength training. It's, it's, <laughs> it's quite literally the definition of chasing the final 1%. Like yes. that's actually what it is. And that's my point where most people ignore the 99% of things exactly. that would like the, the lower hanging fruit. Sure. It's, possible that there is a mild improvement that it's closer to stimulating the the difficulty of going outside but so would increasing the speed a couple notches Mm -hmm. and most people don't suggest what you should just run a couple a little run a little faster. faster right but there's also been research to that of should you just click up a couple of notches based off of what it mm-hmm. where your normal speed is for, right. uh, inside versus outside. This is, I think, part of the benefit of effort-based training, mm-hmm. knowing what the point of your run is. If you're supposed to be heading out for an easy run, mm-hmm. do you need to put it at an incline? Probably not. Put it at nice and flat. Go for your run. If you're like, this feels too easy then make it go slightly faster and make it or as put long up as, the incline a little bit or put up the incline right. up to 1% like as long as it still feels easy when it's supposed to feel easy you're getting the benefit of mm-hmm. it if it's supposed to feel moderately hard make sure that it feels moderately hard you could do it through incline mm-hmm. you could do it through speed you could do it through a combo yeah and there is a slight change in running mechanics when you're running uphill mm-hmm. so if you do decide to increase the incline, understand that that is going to change your running form. Because when you're running uphill, your running form is different than when you're running flat and when you're running downhill. And that can change the way that those forces are applied to your body, which could be a good thing. And it also could be a bad thing. So for example, if you are nursing like an Achilles injury, running uphill is not going to be one of the things that you want to be focusing on, right? Because there's going to be more calf involvement, more glutes as well. But it's going to be harder on your calf. So if you have a sensitive calf or a sensitive Achilles, you don't want to be running with an incline. You want to keep that thing as flat as possible, right? So understanding the purpose of your run, understanding that running on an incline does change mechanics. So that could change how those forces are being applied to your body. Maybe the opposite is true. Maybe you've got like a little bit of a knee issue and running on a slight incline actually makes your knee feel better. Mm -hmm. Fantastic do that, right? Like, again, make sure you're focusing on the right things. So for most people, we say, don't worry about the incline. Don't just put a 1% incline on your treadmill just for the point of it, right? Because most likely it doesn't matter. For some people, maybe it matters a tiny bit, but in general, it doesn't really matter. But feel free to play with the speed and the incline in order for you to kind of play around with learning your effort level a little bit more. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. The, The one time that I've like 
strictly worked with the the incline on the treadmill is back when you and I were running on like adjacent treadmills at a gym. And this is when I was much more strict with like Daniel's running formula. He's got a brilliant chart in the book. And it was like, if you're trying to run this fast and the treadmill doesn't go fast enough, because mm-hmm. at the time the treadmill went up to 10. Right. And I was trying to run faster than that. And he's got this snazzy little chart that's like, well, if you if you set it to 10 and you put the incline at mm-hmm. this, then it's actually like a 530 mile. Then yeah. it's like a 520 mile. It simulates mile. this other in speed in theory yeah. that's how it worked and it's a very cool process of how he tried to like justify all these things and it's a nice neat little little chart that he works with but right. for the most part you're right what we tell almost every person who comes to us right. is just run it flat yeah if you're running a 10 minute <laughs> mile 11 minute mile 12 minute mile it does not matter no. if you're running a seven eight nine minute mile probably still doesn't matter if you're running five or six maybe it matters a little bit might, might matter a it little might bit. matter a little bit or like kevin said if that treadmill doesn't go fast enough for you if you are so fast that you are outrunning the speed on the treadmill then adding that incline can make your workouts a little bit harder and give you some more benefit right all right let's move on okay tip number four you get to decide how you like to use the treadmill Okay, this avoids the idea of the dreadmill. So many people are like, oh God, <laughs> it's winter. I have to go to that machine. Again, go back to that gratitude. Right. The gratitude at the beginning of the episode. Thank God you have access good, to that dreadmill. Good call. Right? There are plenty of what, of different ways that you can use a treadmill in and find the way that you enjoy it best. Mm-hmm. Okay? Just because when you go run over ground, you like to find a nice even pace and just get into your zone and go, does not mean that might be the best way for you to run on a treadmill. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. You have to find the way that works for you. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. I can get on a treadmill and just run and run and run. Yeah, Kevin likes to run on a treadmill with a blank wall in front of him. Yeah, it's fine. It without headphones, it, right? It doesn't phase me. I'm mm-hmm. good. I just, I'm, I'm up in my head and I go. But would you say that's also like a good way for you to train yourself mentally? To just kind of like zone out? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. you have to either zone out or if you're in like, I've, I've done longer steady state runs, mm-hmm. like an hour plus steady state run with a blank wall in front of you. Mm-hmm you're like 10 minutes in and you're like, I'm pretty sure this is the worst run ever. And you still have to <laughs> mentally get through another 50 minutes that sets you up for like a long distance race. When you hit a rough patch mm-hmm. of, okay, how do I dig myself out of this thing? Yeah. So that's one of the really good things that you can use treadmills for. If you despise the treadmill, if you don't <laughs> like the treadmill, you can use it as a mental exercise, right? Mm-hmm. This is going to be a mentally challenging run for me to get through. Physically challenging, maybe not, but I'm going to use this as mental training so that when it gets boring, when I'm just like beyond myself mentally, how do I keep going? How do I keep pushing? How do I deal with that, right? So like one of the things you could do if you're not a big fan of treadmills is that you could use it as time to listen to your favorite podcast or music or a lot of the treadmills have TVs now built into them, right? I find that a little awkward, especially with the, the TVs that are right on the treadmill, like the bouncing. I don't really like watching a TV that close now, to me. TV that's on the treadmill doesn't yeah. do it. But if you have an in-home setup and your TV's like on the wall and mm-hmm. you can connect headphones to it, yeah. perfect, that's great. Right. Then you can just set the treadmill to whatever speed mm-hmm. and just go. Catch up on your favorite Netflix shows. Yeah, and (laughs) you can run and you can focus on something else and the miles will just pass and you don't have to be like, oh, I'm trapped on a treadmill. But you make a great point. You could use that quote unquote trapped on the treadmill Mm -hmm. and like 
it looks like the the mileage number on the treadmill is has stopped moving. It maybe have gone <laughs> backwards at this point in time. That is such an important thing because you know you're going to hit that spot in a race right. where it's just like, how much longer do I have? Mm-hmm. And if you can approach that, if and you it can, doesn't matter if that race is a five k or no, a marathon. No, all of those races have a spot in there. Yep. Sometimes races have multiple spots in yep. there, but they're all in there somewhere. So if you can practice that in running if the Mm -hmm. treadmill gives you the opportunity to practice that Mm -hmm. that's wonderful yeah what a gift yeah that's a treadmill gift yeah exactly so another thing that you can do too if you're maybe not the biggest fan of just boring one speed on the treadmill staring at a wall is that you could play with it a little bit like you can decide all right you know what i'm not gonna just do say just a one pace easy run on the treadmill you can play with the speeds and the inclines within moderation right like when you're running outside there's likely going to be some small varieties during your run like Mm -hmm. I know like on one of my typical runs I run and obviously we're in Florida it's very flat here but there's some (laughs) of my runs right where we have to run over a bridge to get over the intracoastal and like a couple things right where it kind of we joke around that there's this one point as we're running along the beach that it's there's a slight incline. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not much, brutal. but we call it the mountain. Uh-huh. It's not at all. It's a and like five foot climb. everyone else, <laughs> everyone else in the world would probably make fun of us. But there is just that natural, you know, ups and downs on your normal run. So you can do that same thing on a treadmill as well. Yeah, I mean, this pre- it it prevents you from having to just stay at the same exact thing. There is some benefit of being able to mix it up a little bit, go up and then go flat again. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to put it at 6.0 and now just 6.1. Like it doesn't have to be crazy changes. Mm -hmm. When you're out running, you most likely do not run exactly the same speed per mile down to the second. And on a treadmill, you do, you have to, like that's your only option. So having just that slight variety makes it feel more like a normal run. Well, and there's so many amazing treadmills out there nowadays, Mm -hmm. right? Like a lot of these treadmills have built-in programs where you can be running in Italy, right? Like you could put like a trail in Italy on the screen and it will naturally adjust the treadmill, like the incline and everything for you. I mean, the technology nowadays is absolutely incredible. So if you have access to a treadmill like that, try one of those runs, you know, like try the running through the the hills of Greece or try running along the beach of Morocco or whatever it might be. Right. But all of those programs are really cool because they just automatically adjust the incline on the treadmill for you to simulate those little hills and dips and all things like that. Right. It makes your treadmill run feel a whole heck of a lot more yeah. like playing rather than trapped on a treadmill mm-hmm. somewhere. And, or exploration. Right. And then running can become a whole heck of a lot more fun. Treadmill running does not have to be terrible. It can be fun. And I find it fun to stare at the white wall in front of me, but <laughs> you may find it fun to, you know, tour wherever else in the world you'd like to go. Yep. Or other planets on, on Zwift, you go off to other like Ooh. literally other places oh so that's, that's fun. fun all right number five listen to your body okay just because you are on a treadmill does not mean that you have to run at the same pace every single day on every single run mm-hmm. all right we've already kind of talked about varying with paces and inclines but one of the nice aspects of a treadmill is knowing what your pace is right but The problem that we see a lot of people Mm -hmm. experiencing is that they get stuck at that pace and they start judging themselves if they need to go slower and they don't actually listen to their body. They decide something tells them at some point in time on one random run (laughs) that 
6.0 is my easy pace. Yep. Right? That's that's my easy pace. And like we've got people that ask us this all the time, especially like when they're brand new to effort level training, mm-hmm. they're like, "But what's my easy pace?" And I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> I like don't know. how do you feel?" Right? So one of the mistakes that people make when running on a treadmill is not being willing to adjust that pace on the days that they're not feeling so great. Cause you all know, like we all know as runners, we've got days that we feel great. We have days that we feel not so great, right? So if you are feeling not so great, you might need to slow down and you need to stop judging yourself for that. All right. There is nothing wrong with hitting the down button. All right. You're just not feeling it that day and that's okay. And just the problem comes when, when we get excited that we get to hit the up button, (laughs) then we also get disappointed or sad when we have to hit the down button. So we just have to try to make the treadmill and whatever number speed on the treadmill that is that day completely irrelevant. It's just a neutral number. It is just a couple of digits on the screen right? That doesn't mean that I'm getting in better shape. And it also doesn't mean I'm getting in worse shape, right? Because if you hit the up button and it still feels easy, you could celebrate that. And you know us, we love celebrating all the things around here. But if you celebrate too much, that also means that you're going to be more disappointed if it moves in the the direction that you don't want it to go in. Right. So one of, one of my personal clients the other week had two by 15 minutes at their tempo pace Yeah. and their first one was great. And then the second one, they came in and they had to put it like two or three notches lower. And like, that's what they put in the comments is I just, I wasn't feeling it on the second one. It felt like it was harder than it was supposed to be. So I just, I slowed it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was like, that's phenomenal Awesome. because so many people are like, well, I calculated my tempo pace. I'm on a treadmill, so I should be able to just hit that pace. Mm-hmm. Really? Because every workout you've ever had outside, you manage to just perfectly hit the pace. That's not how it goes. Listen to yourself <laughs> and be like, oh, I'm not feeling great today. That second round is probably going to slow down just a little bit. Yeah, it's really important to honor yourself and honor your effort level and still listen to your body even when you're on the treadmill don't let that pace on the treadmill that number on the treadmill dictate how you think you should or should not feel right the treadmill's not in charge you are yeah exactly all right number six mobility is important before and after the treadmill okay when you're on the treadmill you're pretty much just going one direction without a lot of twists and turns without a lot of fluctuations in the surface right like you would even just when you're outside on a run on the road, right? It's a very uniform nature of the treadmill. So there's less range of motion that's naturally happening, right? Like your body's just naturally not responding to as much in the environment. Right. Even if you're running down like a flat sidewalk, every once in a while, there's going to be a stick on Mm -hmm. the sidewalk and you'd be like, Ooh, if I step on that stick, it's going to pop up and hit me on the side of the leg. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen on a treadmill. Like you get the the least motion when running on a treadmill, Mm -hmm. you become remarkably efficient. Yeah. Because sometimes if you're running, there's like a crack in the sidewalk, you have to stutter step a little bit to make sure you jump over it and clear it. (laughs) Like there's just, 
no matter how smooth it is where you're running outside, there's going to be something that provides variety Mm -hmm. every once in a while. Or you'll just get distracted by something and your body just sort of changes the way that it's going. Even when you just turn your head. Sure. Like when you turn your head, different muscles activate in your body. You turn your head on a treadmill, I get get the slight sensation that I'm going to be shot off the back. (laughs) Whoa. Oh God, I'm flying. So I always... Weight wall, straight ahead. I'm looking forward. (laughs) Like depends on the speed. Like if I'm at a lower speed, I'll look around, but at a faster speed, I I try not to to look around very much. But outside, regardless of the speed, I'll look Mm -hmm. all over the place on a treadmill. You have to like look behind you to make sure that when you cross the street, the car's not going to come hit you. You do not tend to look behind you on a treadmill. That tends to be the direction you start moving. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) on a treadmill, it's, it's very small motion. And so you tend to just feel a little bit stiffer afterwards than you would if you were running over ground, which is why I married a physical therapist. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So what you want to do both before and after is work on some of those lateral muscles and some twisting types of motions to help counter that straightforward motion that you're going to be doing on the treadmill. Because some of you might be on the treadmill for an hour or more, right? Maybe it's 30 minutes, maybe it's 60 minutes, maybe it's 90 minutes, whatever it might be, you're running in one direction and in one plane of motion Mm -hmm. where just running outside alone is going to activate some other of those planes of motion, right? So you want to make sure that you are, I would say like some good mobility that you can work on would just be like sidestepping, you know, just side, like stepping, like bring your legs apart and then back together, apart and then back together, doing some twisting motions. So like putting in some runner's lunge or some lunges with twists, all really good things, or just lying on your back and doing some twists, like moving your knees side to side as, as a nice relaxing cool down exercise lots of different options that you can do and if you want some exercise options make sure that you're following us on instagram because we are posting some different exercises strength exercises mobility exercises over on instagram as well and i'm going to be beefing that up on youtube also so excellent follow us at real life runners on your favorite social media platform any chance angie can get to to do a little runner's lunge especially runner's lunge with runners, the twist it's she- my favorite okay and if you're not <laughs> doing it there's a reason it's my favorite not only because it feels good in my body because it hits so many of the things that we need as runners. Like there's another physical therapist on Instagram that I follow and she calls it the world's greatest stretch. So it's not just me. R- runner's lunge with twist? Yes. It's... Yeah, runners, a twisting runner's lunge or a twisting warrior. Some people call it the twisting warrior. There's lots of different names for it. Twisting runner's lunge to me is one of the best stretches and mobility exercises that you can do. Yeah. And if it feels super, super uncomfortable, you probably should be spending some more time doing Doing it. Doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, when you do mobility exercises and they don't feel good, take that as a sign that you need to be doing them more, not less. (laughs) Oh my word. The other day I was so sore from strength day. I tried to just do slow marching. I was like, oh, I don't think I can lift my knees. It was rough. (laughs) Yep. For sure. All right, number seven, practice fueling. Treadmills are a great opportunity for you to practice fueling because you don't have to carry it with you on a run. Yeah, you also... Like if you're trying to figure out, okay, what fueling am I going to do for my like long distance race? I got a half marathon. I got a marathon. I need to fuel on the run. You need to find times to practice this during your training. And you don't have to 
always practice fueling on your long run. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes people get caught up in that of like, well, why would I fuel on my other runs? Right. So that you can practice. Testing. Like one, you should be fueling all the time. Make sure that you're always getting in enough fuel into your body. Yep. But if you have a shorter run and you fuel right at the start of it, you're maybe like, on a mile in five minutes in like whatever it is or even just before it starts Mm -hmm. and then you take in the fuel you can check right then how does my body respond to this Mm -hmm. over a short period of time that way you don't blow your long run testing out new things that it doesn't work for you but if you're on a treadmill and it doesn't go well you just stop and go to the bathroom. Yes. Like you're not suddenly going to be like three miles into an out and back Mm -hmm. run and you're like, oh, I still have three miles before I'm back to my house. You're not going to be off in the middle of the woods somewhere. You're on a treadmill. Just... Hit the hit the end button, and now you're done with your run for the day. Yep. It's a great way to try out new nutrition. Yeah, especially if you have a sensitive stomach, right? Like if you know that in general you have a hard time finding fuel that works with your body, and if you tend to have a sensitive stomach, having a treadmill that's close to a bathroom is a fantastic tool, right? And it's a great way for you to test out these new types of fueling strategies for you before you go outside, before you go out on the long run, right? Like try them out on the shorter treadmill runs, then take them with you on the long runs when you kind of prove them a little bit. Right. And just because it works on treadmill does not mean it's going to work outside True. because there are also temperature Heat and humidity. Yes. I was going to say temperature yeah. differences, things True. that work on an air conditioned treadmill That's will true. not necessarily work if it's a billion degrees outside mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're trying to run because that it just messes with your digestion. But yeah. it's still a good option and mm-hmm. it's still a way to look at a treadmill and see, see a positive within that of, Hey, I can safely try out a new fueling option. Yep. All right. Number eight, treadmills are a great time to work on your form. Okay, if you're at a gym, treadmills are often set up by a mirror. So it gives you this sort of like chance in real time to look at yourself running Mm -hmm. and say, hey, this arm is swinging a little funny or that leg kicks out to the side and try and change it as you're going. Mm -hmm. Now, as we've covered before on running form, you don't have to spend your entire run trying to mess with your running form. That's going to be super, super annoying. We actually suggest not doing that. (laughs) Yeah. But it it can give you a chance to say, all right, for the next five minutes or so, I'm going to legitimately watch myself in the mirror and see if I can make my arms look a little bit more symmetric, if mm-hmm. I can make my legs you know, not flare out to the side or whatever the different form is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. The other thing you can do too is film yourself while you're on the treadmill. You can set up your camera or your phone, right? Like behind the treadmill, you can set it up on this, like having a side angle too. Those are the two angles that I typically like to see when I ask runners for their treadmill videos is I like to see one angle from the side and then one angle from behind. And then you can stop and you can watch those videos later afterwards and analyze them. Another thing that you can do as well is you can see how you fatigue over time also and how Ooh, your running one. form changes with time. So you can both see just kind of how you fe- how your form is at the beginning of the run, during the middle of the run, and then also at the end of the run. And that's one of the benefits of filming so that you can kind of see how that all shakes down throughout the course of the run. Yeah, that'd just be such a fascinating video just to watch yourself from behind <laughs> on a treadmill for an hour it's, straight. It's the benefit of like the 
the speed, you know, control on videos. Yeah. Like you like, or, or the, cause you just like fast forward to different parts yeah. of the video. Let's You're not going to sit there and watch every, watch you run for the next hour. Step. No, it's like, if you know that you have a 45 minute run, you like see how you look in the first five minutes, you see how you look around the 20 minute mark, and then you can check and see again, at like the 40 minute mark, right? Like Perfect. you can choose a couple of different points. Excellent. You don't have to watch the whole video. <laughs> Could you imagine if like in slow motion, <laughs> I came home one day and just saw Kevin watching himself run on his phone and then i'd figure out how to connect it up to the big tv and everything that'd be great all right our, all right number nine our ninth tip is a gym trick that i figured out when i was back in high school a lot of gyms limit you to 30 minutes on a treadmill do they i thought it was like 60 it varies gym to gym yeah it varies on how crowded most it of them is were 60 minutes all right so the gym that i went to back when i was still living in california with my parents is it was a 30 minute time limit on the treadmill okay so i would do my warm-up and then get off of the treadmill mm-hmm. and go you know do like leg swings somewhere and then get back on the treadmill and as soon as i was ready to start my workout the time was started back at zero so now i had 30 minutes before anybody starts looking at me like how much time does he have left mm-hmm. because like there's the there's the low-tech way of doing it of just put a towel over your screen so mm-hmm. no one can see how much time you've been going on right. but you know that the guy with the towel over his screen is cheating so Maybe he just doesn't want to see the number. Okay, but... I put a towel over my screen just because I don't want to, like, stare at the number the whole time. I know, but it's good mental training if the number is staring back at you. I don't like that. We've already covered that. But if... No, thank you. If you reset it before you start your speed sessions that it starts at zero, you get get an extra, like, 10 minutes in there without someone trying to kick you off of the treadmill. Yeah, but then you run the risk of not having a treadmill available, too. Like, if you get off the treadmill and there's, like, people waiting... Well, yeah, I mean... You run the risk. You got to be careful about making sure there's not too many people waiting but it was hedge your bets everyone hedge your bets it's a it's a minor (laughs) tip i just i I want to throw that because i've literally been compiling treadmill tips since i was like 15 so that's what i got for you and number 10 (laughs) we touched on this a little bit earlier but treadmills are great tools to help you recover from an injury okay you can play with the treadmill you or the incline you can play with the speed there's a lot of different things that you can do so just number one the shock absorption itself helps to reduce the impact on your body when you are recovering from an injury they have amazing treadmills now if you have the luck of experiencing an alter g treadmill where they can actually change the number or the amount of body weight that you are experiencing during your run like they have zero gravity treadmills where they put this whole thing around you this whole contraption around you to actually take away some of your body weight and modulate how much of your body weight is going through your legs onto the treadmill it's it's amazing the alter g's are pretty cool you kind of like step into a giant balloon that blows up underneath Mm -hmm. you but they've now they've designed like a harness yeah i mean you'd have to be in some sort of i'm assuming physical therapy office somewhere that they're very expensive it's got to be super expensive all this well and there's some like pt offices that will sell you time on the alter g now nice like so you don't have to be a patient there and so this like if this is something that you guys are interested in you might want to call around and find out who has these alter g treadmills but they'll sell alter g packages it's actually brilliant marketing it really is yeah because, because they're super expensive but now they're, they're super they're ex- sold them right well they're super <laughs> expensive to to have to maintain uh-huh. right and if you're only using them with a small percentage of your patients how worthwhile is that right but if you can sell alter g packages to se- for the recreational runners that want to come just use your treadmill yeah 
beautiful. Yeah, it, beautiful. it's a source of income that never existed it. before. It's clever. I love it. <laughs> and so, I mean, if you want to try it out, you know, research in your area and see if there's one available. But taking that out of the equation, okay, say you just have a normal treadmill. Running on an incline actually can help reduce the impact of each step as well. And like I was saying before, it depends though on what kind of injury you're dealing with. Because if you're dealing with say a knee injury, running on an incline is probably going to feel better for you. But if you're dealing with an Achilles or calf injury, it might increase the strain. Oh, it's not might. It will will. increase the strain on your calf muscle. And so it won't feel as good and it might not be the best choice for your training. Right. The, when I was trying to figure out whether we should run at a 1% or not, so I could Mm -hmm. share the brilliance with our (laughs) listeners. The one study I saw went towards the injury prevention. They said, if you put the treadmill to a 3% incline, it is a 24% impact reduction on your knees. On your knees, right. Which is phenomenal, but something has to take that impact and Mm -hmm. it tends to go back towards your calves and Achilles. So make sure that you're taking care of them. Yeah. Well, and you also just naturally run more on your toes. Yeah, you have to. So if you have plantar fascia issues, that, that also kind of goes along with Achilles and calf and plantar fascia. A lot of times those three tend to go together. Link up. Yeah. One of the, the other benefits of a treadmill, normally if you're heading outside because you want to get in some hill training, if you run up a hill, the only way to get back down is to run back down the hill and downhill running does the opposite of uphill. Mm-hmm. It puts increased impact on your body because on your knees, on, on your knees. Yes. So because it's it's more jarring as you're heading downhill, you're trying to brace yourself, there's extra gravity pulling you down because mm-hmm. of the angle of the run. Mm-hmm. You can reduce this slightly by by optimizing your downhill running form, but that's mm-hmm. beyond where we're at right now. But in general, uphill running is going to reduce the impact on your knees and downhill running will increase it. If you're in a treadmill, just skip the downhill portion. Okay? Unless right. you have like a super, super fancy treadmill, downhill portion is not really even an option. Right. They Most treadmills have, don't do that. They now have some that will, will lift up the back end. Mm-hmm. We here at the podcast strongly do not recommend putting books underneath the back of your treadmill. Do people do that? Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure that there are some terrible YouTube videos on this, Hard. but please do not try to artificially prop up the back of your treadmill don't to get used to downhill running. It is an accident waiting to happen. But there are some fancy, fancy treadmills that Mm -hmm. will just actually incline the back. But it does increase the impact on your knee. So Mm -hmm. if you want to practice running uphill, but you're injury prone, you can essentially reduce the impact of downhill running and get the benefit of uphill running. Mm -hmm. Excellent. I love it. All right. So those are our 10 tips for treadmill running. If this episode was helpful, we would be so grateful to you if you were to share this episode with a friend that you think might benefit from it or share it on your social media and also leave us a rating or review if you haven't yet. We've gotten some great reviews over the past couple of weeks and we're so thankful to those of you that have left us those ratings and reviews over on Apple iTunes and Spotify. Spotify doesn't let you write a review. It just lets you give a number of stars to a show. So that's a really quick and easy way to say thank you for this episode for us as well. Because as content creators, like we want to make sure that these things are relevant and helpful for you. So when we hear you leaving reviews about specific episodes that were really helpful for you, then we know what else we can create that will help you guys even more in your running. So if you have left us a review already, thank you. You can also leave us another one specifically 
specifically for this episode if you'd like to. And you can always connect with us over on social media. Instagram is where I am the most active. If you send me a DM, I will definitely write you back. It will definitely be me, okay? I'm the one <laughs> that in, that answers those DMs on Instagram. It, I don't have somebody else doing that for me, okay? So if you guys want to connect with me, I would love to hear what you liked about the episode, what you didn't like, what your thoughts are on treadmill running. Just come start a conversation with me. I am a real human just like you, <laughs> even though it's like, because like you think about it, right? Like when, when you listen to some, like a podcast, you're like, oh, that's like, the, pers- the podcast the person, person. They've got know? an assistant that responds right. to them. No, no, no. no. It's Angie is coming back and responding to all those. If it comes back with awkward sarcasm in there, I have stolen her phone and am responding to the DMs. That, I don't that think never I've, happens. I've never done that. I'm not <laughs> responding to those. That doesn't happen. That's all you. <laughs> all right, you guys. As always, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been the Real Life Runners podcast, episode number 290. Now get out there and run your life. 